for this. What is nothing? Now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. Hello, welcome to That's Deep, Bro. I'm your host. Christina Pajitsky, thank you for downloading this episode. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation um, that I recorded with the wonderful, talented, hilarious Kevin Christie. Um, you know, I, I don't have an easy schedule these days, and we canceled and rebooked like 500 times, and Kevin was kind enough to be patient with me, and he came in, and we just had the most mind-blowing discussion about uh well it started it started about grief because he had lost his father a few years ago i lost my mother one year ago and i had him in the studio and we did an episode about grief because it was fresh for me but uh he had you know had a few years under his belt and it's kind of interesting where the conversation went because you'd think like hey christina thanks for the ultimate bummer of a discussion. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for bringing me down on a Tuesday, but no, it was actually really, um, positive, kind of weird. So before we get into that, I just want to have, uh, I'm going to make you aware of some announcements. October 23rd, I'm in Indianapolis at Morty's comedy club, October 24th, Cincinnati at go bananas. And then, Washington, D.C., December 9th and 10th at the D.C. Improv. Um, come see me. Come see me tell jokes. These shows have been so fun and so amazing. And this is the new model for me. I think I'm just going to do one night, two nights max in a city. And that way I enjoy it. And I get to meet you guys after and we talk and we cry and it's fucking rad. So there. Okay. All right, guys. So let's get into it with Kevin Christie. As I said before, he was here um, about a year ago. Um, I really wish I had written down the episode. In fact, I'm going to go right now into my uh, back history. Let's see what episode he was in. So you guys, because I know, I know, I know, I get it. You're going you're gonna to be like, what, what is it, Christina? Which episode was Kevin in? <sighs> Don't you love the internet? Okay, hold on, hold on. Kevin Christie. That's deep, bro. Let's see. I think it was episode 48. Nope. Episode 42 is the first time Kevin was in here. Episode 42. So if you want to listen to that before you listen to this one, um, I think it's an interesting juxtaposition because I think both of us were pretty bummed out (laughs) the last time we spoke. I was pregnant. My mom had died. I was very confused. Uh, Kevin was living alone and bummed out and, you know, it was a pretty heavy episode, but things have changed. He's a lot happier and I'm a lot happier. So time is a wonderful healer. And I think you'll be really, really interested to see what lessons uh, we have learned from grief. All right, let's get into it. I think I want to play the Sisters of Mercy, right? Because it's still December, bros, and I like to get deep on it. Oh, let's play... Okay, but some of their intros are just too long. Okay, where the fuck? Oh, here we go. Let's play. I love this one. All right, guys. 
Let's get goth and then let's get happy. Bye. bring it up to me like you know you do this thing i'm like yep i know i do this thing mm. Mm. and that's when you think you've been clever yeah but has anyone acknowledged how clever you are and i don't know it doesn't it's irrelevant it's yeah. just that you they know so like sometimes you do this thing after work i had the late i hosted a thing and she was like we had to cut out like <laughs> a thousand of them like a thousand of them like just the guy would just as soon as you would be done talking and you just cut your mic because you go mm. Mm. <laughs> So uh, we're rolling now, just okay, so you know, cool. Kevin, so don't use the N-word so much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming back to that Steve Bro. You've been, you are absolutely one of my favorite human beings and by far one of the most popular guests really? on that Steve Bro. Yeah. Oh. You're a fantastic podcaster, fantastic human being. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for bearing with me. We've rescheduled this about 5,000 times, so yeah. you're the best, dude. No, honestly, there's no problem. <laughs> It's the problem. Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah, I I don't listen to myself on your mom's house because I I we upgraded our mics. So these no, are, these are fancy as shit. Yeah, they're real. They look really expensive. <laughs> they are. This is like Howard Stern grade. Yeah, they are. And I had this habit of like my nose would always run while we're taping, and I could hear myself <sighs> like trumping <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I, I gotta turn myself. That's you. This is me. Okay. Uh, so I had to consciously not. <laughs> yeah, I have to mic. hold my breath now. Yeah. When I talk, uh, like when I'm working, I'll like say a line, and at the very end, I go like I just hold in so I don't go oof. <laughs> oh, at your at your acting job. You yeah, at yeah. whatever acting job I'm, whatever I'm doing, I I now have to like say the line and just like I, I, like <laughs> flex my base so that I don't go oof. <laughs> How long have you had this tick? I mean, my stepsister pointed it out when I was 11. <laughs> oh, that's so far back. Huh? As long as I thought I was real hilarious. As long as I basically was an annoying shit. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs>
That's terrible. That's it's, really bad. It's terrible. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so you are on uh, Masters of Sex, which yeah. is one of my absolute favorite shows. That's cool. And I'm only like two episodes deep into this season. Right. But I'm eagerly anticipating the return of, of my sweet Lester. Sweet, sweet Lester. He is the most the sweetest character. He's just a sweet, defenseless little thing. Yeah, he's the most <laughs> innocent person in the on the whole cast. Yeah. The character. Yeah, he's like, he's the innocent He's basically like like yeah. a dog that just gets kicked around the the lobby, right? Who's super talented and and but ended up filming. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm masters of sex is screech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you're so lovable, and I always am so excited when I see you on that show. And I mean, I'm excited so when cool. I see you on right? that show. You're like, oh, I mean, I try to. Ex- I mean, you know, like coming from the comedy store, which is basically the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> isn't anymore but like when we were first there yeah. it was the actual gutter <laughs> so to be on anything even remotely respectable it feels like it feels like i'm part of like a special government program <laughs> <laughs> right don't you feel like you're getting one over in totally. show business when somebody is like when someone's like you're so successful i'm like what what yeah, are you like, talking uh, about <laughs> who me what? no like, i'm I, not I, got, I just got a call from tommy he told me i got a nine o'clock wednesday <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's yeah. Right. It, feel, it feels like I trick. If I feel like I'm tricking everyone, a fraud. I feel like a fraud all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you think there's ever a point we'll, where we will stop feeling like fraud? I hope not, because then that <laughs> means I'm like too used to it. Right. You've lost your perspective. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice mm. thing is that stupid tick reminds me that I suck. At the end of every sentence. Like, there's never a moment where I'm like, you're killing it, because then that awful noise reminds me, like, actually, you're a moron. Yeah. Do you think that's what that is, that you're you're unconsciously invalidating what you've said? No, or? I think it's my, it's like, a, it's me thinking what something I said's funny. Okay. But knowing right. to not laugh at your own joke. Mm, I see. Yeah, oh, I get it. I get it. So you're, yeah, okay. So you're giving yourself a prop without being. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like you know when you said, you know, you're saying something relatively funny. Yeah. But you don't want to be the guy who's laughing as it comes out of his mouth. Right. That sucks. That's so bad. That's yeah. the worst. Then you're like, yeah. a, you're like a weird. That's like a dad joke move. That hey. Yeah. yeah. So you just like right. hold it. Like you just so the the mm, mm. is. <laughs> <laughs> is my what I thought was my uncon- unconscious quiet acknowledgement that maybe I said something funny, but no, now knowing that everyone hears it all the time. Wow! And so, do you, so you do modify it now with your acting. Chops, I try. You, you try to not. I don't be. think I control it all the time. Like I definitely hear it. They don't yeah. ca- when they don't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I offered you a lacroix when you came in, and, w- and what did you say? I said, "No, they suck. I hate okay. them." <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you even American? No. Well, so you talked to me, you said you talked about this on your podcast, which is, well, Nick, uh, we do recommendation episodes where we like recommend three things we like. Mm-hmm. And Nick found some new seltzer water that he really likes. Oh, and I was like, good. Cause La Croix sucks. Wow. Cause again, it smells like it's wow. going to taste really yummy. And yeah. then it's just dry bubble water. Right, but here's the thing: is that it as it tricks you into thinking you're drinking soda. So you're like, I'm, I'm not drinking just sparkling water. Yeah. I'm drinking a soda without the sugar because I'm 40 and I can't have soda. <laughs> yeah, I know. And right, oh, I'm like drinking green tea. Yeah, I hate all of it. See, I hate green tea, and it I'm makes me thirsty. I'm trying to give up sugar as as well as much as I can. Yeah, it's impos- It's in everything. It's very hard, but like like I said, look at Dean Del Rey. He's lost like thirty pounds. He looks great. He. I don't think he's gonna be diabetic anymore. I think he fixed it because <laughs> he had the kind that you give yourself. 
Is that right? He yeah. was on the road to diabetes, and then yeah, he no, he had it. it. Like he went to the doctor, and oh. his doctor was like, "Well, you have diabetes." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> yeah, and he. What? I think type oh, one's the hard one. Type two's the less hard one. I don't know. Well, there's one you give yourself from having a shitty diet, <laughs> and there's one you like. There's <laughs> one you're that's you're born with, oh, and I think he's reversed man. it. Man, good for him. So wait, yeah. say the name of your podcast because I'm occasionally think... awesome, and with, that's with Nick Youssef. With Nick Youssef. Okay, and that's on all things comedy yeah. too, right? Okay, so guys, check out um, yeah. this, their show as well. Uh, wow. Okay. So, so there's that. You hate LaCroix. Wow. Yep. Wow. You make your funny <laughs> sound. Wow. Wow. Um, so uh, I wanted to have you back because as long as we're on the light topic uh, of grief, let's talk about grief. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> well, who better to just, dis- you know what I found on, on That's Deep Bro is that we comedians are actually the most equipped people to discuss uh, absurd, profane tragedy like we are the ones who should be talking about death and miscarriages and addiction and all because most of us have experienced it a and b like we've processed it enough to get to the humor side of it hopefully yeah i don't know if i i'm almost there with my mom and being able to joke about it it's been a year it's been a year for me and so this has been it's been almost a, a year since we recorded our grief episode. So right. I wanted to have you back and check in and see what's changed. Has it gotten better? I almost think it's, it may have regressed. Really? Well, I had a death. My, a friend of mine died. What? Like six, about almost six months ago. Oh my God. And he was like the best dude. No. Yeah. He was the best dude. He was only forty six. It was cancer. Great. And he was yeah, exactly. God he was damn like it. literally like a ray of light human, like the best person ever. And so I want to think it it's maybe regressed a little because of that. Because of that, and on it, it may be a little too because I live with someone now, mm-hmm. and trying to maybe be like a a grown man mm-hmm. and like a, a an adult who like is there for someone else maybe or as much as i can be has maybe made me check in with that stuff a little less check in with that stuff like the grief like the the, the kind the feelings and the yeah. like uh how to deal with it and make sure i'm dealing with it and that stuff whereas like i've kind of i think cuz i'm almost 40 and i think maybe i'm getting into the area of my life where it's just like just be a man and stop like stop talking and i, I said this yeah. to my friend yeah. i said this to whitney i was like i'm so sick of discussing my personality Me. right it's lame boring right past a certain age it's like yeah. masturbatory it's masturbatory mm. because a everyone's so similar right so you're kind of like i'm wearing jeans and someone's right. like no but i'm wearing <laughs> jeans too but like these are jeans it's like duh we're all wearing <laughs> jeans guys <laughs> but it's not and part of me is like, I should be dealing with this on my own necessarily. So sharing it, may, so maybe I'm not sharing it quite as much as I should be. As you should be, meaning you want. If to I'm be, having trouble with it, maybe I don't like like vocalize it to the to your person, spouse, to yeah, your per- to my girl, person. Okay, and you're doing that because maybe I'm just because I I I don't want to. I don't want to like share a bummer with with someone. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be like. Hey, I'm thinking about my dad today, and that's tough. Yeah, to her. But yeah. can she sense that you're off? Yeah, and yeah. and I t- and I try to tell her like, if I'm upset at you, I promise I will tell you. 
Yeah. Because I think she seems like you're mad at me. Right. But I'm definitely not. She never does anything wrong. Right. It's actually borderline annoying. Right. Like, she's just super nice all the time. Wow, who are you dating after? Yeah, just, just tell me later. The thoughtful young lady. Like, is, it, is it a comedian? No, she's an not. interior designer. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. God, even better. Your house looks Yeah, my house look looks amazing. great, and yeah. she's nice to me. It's it's uh, hard to deal with. And now, but that is, now that is something. Someone's being really nice to you, it sounds like. and Which I have always had a lot of trouble with. I know. Last it's time very we were here, hard. we talked about it a little, I believe. It's vi- the guilt. Like, she can cook, which I've never experienced in a relationship and it's uh the guilt i feel just for eating a meal someone made for me (laughs) Uh Uh i am just like i i like i don't know how to like express like i'm just like that was really nice like i'm like like that was so nice of you but she ate it too but i'm just like because i don't know how to cook at all it seems hard there's like heat involved (laughs) there's so much shit involved right it's such a thoughtful thing to do it is, isn't it? Especially when it's like a well thought out meal that's good for you and also tastes good. Whereas, like, like on the way here, I was hungry. I I just ate. I bought some like weird cookies at the at the <laughs> gas station. Oh god! And some wasabi peas and this fucking green tea because <laughs> I'm an because I am a full idiot right. who doesn't know any. I just respond to my urges all the time, right? With no thought, no, of, no forethought. Of yeah, like, no forethought at all. I'm. I'm close to 40 i should plan out my yeah, meals yeah, maybe have an apple in the car right. <laughs> or something like something relatively good for you sure i'm like no nah, there's a there's a unical <laughs> 76 is dependent like literally i'm like i'll let 70 the 76 station take care of me but there is something i mean there's a level of intimacy where you have to allow someone to care for you yeah and that's kind of hard to, it's very hard for me to let me too i don't ask for help that's always been something i've worked on yeah i don't ask for help and i don't tell people when i need stuff that's been my but that but that ends up screwing me that's my same exact problem yeah yeah maybe we had parents who we, my we parents had, were kind of hands-off yeah there was kind right. of a notion that uh <laughs> that's a nice way of saying yeah. they sucked they didn't <laughs> suck they Hands were like off. you know what they were <laughs> they were awkward were they english no, but they come from that. They yes. they come from English people. They're awkward. See, oh well, then there you go. They yeah. don't. They were like, they're sweet people, but they didn't. They're they're like they're like me. Right. They're awkward and didn't want to like. They were, I think, more afraid of screwing up than they were brave enough to just like do it to to do it and fail. Yeah, and so also, but there also was, I think, a notion that like, oh, Kevin's fine. Yeah. Kevin, he's fine. He's over there doing his See, thing. I think that's why I feel a level of comfortability with comics because we're all so afraid of intimacy, of real... Mm-hmm. Ex- uh, we can get deep on shit. Like, we'll talk about our childhoods yeah. and our feelings. But actual intimacy, it's uh, that's another level. Like, I don't... I can't do that. I can only do that with my husband and my child and maybe my dogs. Like, yeah, I, I, don't I, like I have it. trouble with it. I think from also a male perspective in that there is a certain level of stability and like assuredness I think the other person wants to have in me. They don't like, I don't think anyone wants to look at the person they're living with, who they have life with and have them be like, I'm terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to be okay. And I have no idea what to do right now. Like that's just like a full on like, oh, 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 I see. Like, Like that's, that to me is like, a little, that kind of vulnerability. As a male, as a male. Yeah, as a dude. You, right, you don't want the woman to see your 
we are supposed. Well, also stability is a lot of what, in my experience, women find attractive about me. Well, and I'll tell you, that's what I love about my husband because I came from such chaos that Tom's normalcy Mm -hmm. is the most attractive. People are like so quiet, so boring. I mean, Segura, everyone was like, that guy's like 40 when he was 23 because he was so responsible and quiet. And to me, that was like exciting. (laughs) Somebody who just... Yeah, just... Fucking normal. Yeah, and I didn't have tons of chaos around me, but I'm just... Yeah, but you're raised by people that were muted. Yeah, we just were a quiet group of people. And that felt comfortable. Yeah. So, okay, but here's the thing, too, is that Tom will be vulnerable sometimes, like when he's sick, Mm -hmm. and that does kind of rattle me. I'll be like, oh, God. Like, it's on an unconscious, childy level. Yeah. But I get that. But but just know that your woman also can take care of you, too. Like, that's part yeah, of the I process. Yeah, I mean, when we first started dating, we'd been together only two months. I got skin cancer, which I didn't tell anybody. Jesus Christ, Kevin. But it wasn't like the gnarly kind. It was just I, they had to, like, take a giant hole out of my head. Ugh. Yeah, it, was, it looked like Ugh. I got shot with a bullet right here. Oh, my gosh. But she had to kind I had to kind of let her take care of me. Yeah. For a little while, because like my face blew up, and it was like I looked really stupid, <laughs> like because I had to get plastic surgery. Because I had to go, I was working on Masters of Sex, oh and so God. they gave me an episode off to like uh, get the surgery. But when they were done, like the guy had to like pull my scalp down, so this eyebrow was raised, like I was real <laughs> sassy. <laughs> I looked really stupid. They had to write your character all these sassy lines. Yeah, well, luckily I wear glasses, so you kind of <laughs> didn't notice it. But I remember I went in to like show the makeup artist, and she was like. All right, we'll just. All right, <laughs> like, but my so my girlfriend really did have to like take care of me to a certain degree, especially uh, and a lot cons- for being together like three months. Right, like this oh, was wow. like we hadn't been together that long. Oh wow! So you know, I was kind of like laid up with this like weird black eye all over my face and like bandages on my face, like an old dude. Like it was not super sexy. Right. And I had to kind of relent to it because I didn't know how to take painkillers. So the first day I didn't take enough and it hurt so bad. I was like, I can't Oof. sleep. And she had to be like, well, I'll call my friend. She used to be like super into pain pills. She'll tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Drug well, addicts are so useful when you don't know what to do. So what What did you have? You just had to keep taking them consistently, I just didn't take enough. Right? Oh, okay. I didn't know how many to take. I didn't take enough. And I was just right. in like The key is to pain. keep it at all the time, right? Yeah, like, I guess. A baseline. Like I don't know. Heroin. So... So you're saying like, so you have these days where, because um, I too, I have my my days where I'm, I had this crazy day when I went to go get a massage on the anniversary of my mother's death. I like checked myself into a spa right? because I was like, this is, the, this is a bad day for me. I just have to be, I have to be not around people. Yeah. I can't do this. So I checked myself into the spa for the day and I'm in the waiting room. And my mother's name was Edith. And there's I've met maybe one Edith. There's my six whole in the life. entire country. Right. And I'm sitting there in Edith's a row. Yeah, right. There's nobody <laughs> named Edith. Yeah. And a woman comes in and introduced the masseuse to her client. Hi, my name is Edith. And oh, she said and I was God. like, You gotta be shitting me. Like of all the places. And it was this like you know, it's a cosmic joke, right? I go yeah. to this place to get away from it, and that's the one fucking name I hear. And you know it bums you, you out. Do you, and that's it. Do you think that's like a the universe? Do you feel that like that was like if you were a spirit? Do you think that, yes. that's God's pinky going? Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> I I did think that day that was like my mom giving a wink because that I, was so crazy. Right before my friend Brett passed away, I went to New York because my friend was like my other friend was like you should probably come see him, 
because it was like he's not going to be it's it's getting it's getting close you know so i went to see him and we hung out for a few days in the in his the hospital he was in and the way i met him was i went to high school with this band called eve six. Oh yeah yeah and that's how i met brett he was their art director and i met brett on the like set of one of their videos i was like you're an art director i'm gonna go to art school can you look at my like art like my portfolio and that's how we became friends and that's how we like work together over the years. But so I'm, I go to see him. It's very hard, but like, you know, beautiful and very profound feeling and real. And his level of bravery was shocking and everything. And then I'm, you know, the day I fly out, I go to the hospital real early to hang out just with him. And it was like, it's going it, to, at that point, it was like, maybe it's going to be a couple months. So I was like, I'm going to come back in a month. And he's like, I'm like, I got to go. And he's like, all right, I'm, let me try to stand up so I can hug you. Because mm. he was, you know, it, cancer just takes everything. Mm. It was, he was like a skeleton. And I hug him and I'm like, you know, if you need anything, just call. I'll get on a plane. Mm. And then I go to the airport. And, it's, and I's waiting in line. And then Eve Six's hit Inside Out comes on. What? And I'm like, you motherfuckers. And then I have to yeah. just kind of get out of line for a second. Yeah. And just be like, God damn it, man. Mm-hmm. Just like, fuck it. it there it I don't know. I, I in a weird way I oddly feel bad for people that don't experience death young enough. Right. Right. So I was telling I was saying this to <clears throat> I think my girlfriend that like cuz recently a, a professional skateboarder passed away yesterday. Oh yeah. This I guy saw Dylan that. Reeder. Yeah. Who young. was a 28 he had leukemia. Oh god. But me and my girlfriend, and my girlfriend has didn't we weren't friends with him, but she had hung out with him a few times, and uh, with her one of her friends years ago, and I've always been aware aware of him through skateboarding. He's a really good skateboarder, and so we went to a restaurant a few months ago, and someone walks in who looked like a skeleton, mm. and I saw this person, and it triggered me because I was like, that looks just like Brett right beforehand, and my mm. girlfriend mm. gets like really kind of she goes kind of like 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 ice cold and then she goes outside she's like i gotta go outside for a second and i walk outside and i go what's the matter she goes oh my god is that dylan reader mm. and i didn't recognize him and i know what he looks like because he's one of the best looking people gorgeous boy of all time yeah. he's one of the best looking yeah. men anyone's ever seen yeah and what's so cr- incredible about him is with those looks he could have just been a famous model or an actor but he was so good at skateboarding. And to get that good at skateboarding, you pay that debt in blood. Yeah. Like right. getting wrecked and just right. being in a van with the grossest people ever. Right. It's like being, it's the athletic equivalent of like doing the open mic at the yes. store for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he passed, so he passes away yesterday <sighs> and, or the day before yesterday. And again, I didn't know him, but it's just, it, you feel, once you've lost some people, yeah. your empathy kind of goes up. Yeah. And it yeah, just, yeah. me and my girl were just genuinely sad, even though she'd only met him a few times. I'd never even really met him, just because I know what his friends are going through right now. Oh, God. And it's just this, it's so hard, but it does give you, my perspective on the world's better. I, I have a yes. better perspective, uh, yeah. at least on the outside world. My perspective towards myself is a little fucked. Garbage, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't sweat things in life that don't matter yeah. anymore. I got it. I'm okay. just like, that's bullshit. Yeah. My bullshit meter is relatively precise. Yeah. Or I'm like, that's some bullshit over there that I don't give a fuck about. That, I tell you what changed me to death, yes, because you also realize you don't have 
the time you think you do. Not really. <laughs> you got a <laughs> fraction of what. Yeah. So I tell people on this show, if you're like in your 20s and you're listening to this and you're like, I want to try being an artist. I want to yeah. be a filmmaker. I want to do something. But I live in a shitty town. I live with my parents. Fuck it, go do it, dude. Because yeah. you don't have very long. And the sooner you start, the be- and it is. There's an amazing thing to like. You can just kind of figure stuff out, you, and you do just the will it to out. start is actually a little more difficult than the figuring out right. of things. The fear of starting. Yeah, the fear of starting. That's what I was thinking about it on the way here. I will say that grief. My the, my father dying and the way he dying died has made me more risk averse. Interesting. Me be- too. Because. Whoa. I have no sense that there's anyone. I don't feel a, that I have like an actual safety net right. of any kind. Right. So I think it's made me uh, more cautious as a human, just yes. about things like taking risks in life, like physical. No, things, you mean? all ki- all kinds. Really? Yeah. I just like artistically, career wise, I just have a sense of like, let's just stick to what we know we're good at, and like, because I don't have a sense that if the shit hits the fan there'll be any like real people for me to go to which is essentially false (laughs) it's wrong yeah but in my head it makes sense see i had the opposite effect when my mother died i actually thought that the doors had flung open for me creatively and i think as part of that is her negative voice her judgment of me was there it was in my head it was internalized and she was create like schizophrenic and listening to my shows and writing things down so it wasn't just me being paranoid she really was watching and listening and critiquing from that point but uh it actually opened me up and having a child really makes you go whoa i better start taking care of myself because this existence is very finite and people really need me that little person depends on me being alive yeah i mean i think i think now that i've in a relationship with someone and it's like serious and we live together and it's stable. I do have a sense of like, all right, call it, go to the doctor, stupid. Right. Also like people I know keep getting fucking diseases. Oh my God. Oh my God. So it's like, go to like, like I, you know, I was texting your friend and I was like, dude, go to the doctor. Uh, we'll make it. I made a doctor pact with my friend. Yeah. I was like, doctor pact. Yeah. Go. Let's go get the one where they do the things to our butt. Like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm so afraid of now that I turn 40 is that they're going to put their fingers in my ass. But I just blasted a baby out of there. You don't have a prostate gland. What are you worried about? <laughs> no, they they but, they finger your butthole. Oh. As a 40-year-old woman, you start that and they smash your titties and mammograms and it's just <laughs> a fucking nightmare. Uh, but also what's a relief of having a kid is that you stop doing the me, me, me thing that you discussed earlier. Yeah. What am I? Me, me, my person, my, my neuroses. And then there's an age where like, you have to start caring about other people outside of you. Also, I realize... And not, not even just a child. It could be your loved one, your spouse, yeah. your dogs, other people's kids, fucking somebody but me. Pa- also, I feel like past... This, I don't know if, if women feel this way, but I feel like past 35 as a dude, your job is to just be useful. Right. It's not right. like it's not your body or your looks. Like, yeah. it's you, your job is to be effective. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Just be, like, that's my function in the world. Effective now. for other people or for just. For whatever the, whatever the thing is. Like, I don't walk on a set if I'm working and, and get to be like the, 
the kind of mercurial temperamental actor that it's like that's not <laughs> right. i'm too old for that shit they'll yeah. they're like what the hell what's your fucking problem like yeah. i've been doing it like almost 20 years like i i'm like a plumber i show up and i'm like <laughs> i turn the pipes and then i'm back in the car right like it's right. that's and the, and and because i noticed that past a certain age the all the other actors i worked with that are like older than me like 40s or above that's what they were like yeah, they'd see some actor like they just roll their eyes at the kid in their twenties, being like, "But I'm not sure." They're like, "Oh, come on, like, can we just get it done? We're gonna we're gonna have a meal penalty. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> right. move it along. Let's go." Right, You're, this is union time here. Yeah, like, dude, we're not yeah. uh, we're not making fucking <laughs> Shakespeare. Let's get it done. It's a yeah. cop show. <laughs> like, just say it. Like, it's it's right. your job is to just be useful to others. Yeah, because by now you should you should kind of know what you're doing. By forty, I one hopes that you would have it at least in one area. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. everything will be figured out always, but at least what what your drive is, what your yeah, the thing that I keeps mean, you alive. when you're around like younger comics and you hear the, some of the like confusion they have towards comedy, you're like, I don't really have that same confusion anymore. No, well, that's because we figured it out. We've gone through the whole, or you just know thing. you're like, it's there's twelve different kinds of audiences. I have. <laughs> It's not, you know, you can kind of, but they're like, and then like, oh, then I didn't realize. And you're like, yeah, no, I, I felt that same way. But like, if you feel that same way all the time, you're like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? Yeah. Get it together. Get it together. And if it's yeah. not working, move on. Because there yeah. are people who, for in comedy, they never progress past a certain point. I think you, there's a handful of those dudes. Yeah. And you're like, bro, you got to you gotta go into somewhere else. This isn't for you. This isn't well, your lane. It doesn't. You're not cute anymore, right? Right. right. So you can't get. There's a lot of stuff you could that is funny because you're kind of young and cute, and and the notion of feeling that way is interesting in that like age range. Yeah. But past certain ages, like wait, what? You I just agree. seem kind of confused. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you the fifty year old um, guy with the leather cuff? Yeah. Exactly. And like the yeah. the cool shirt. Like you're not cool, bro. You're fucking. You're an old person. Yeah. You're, you're an not older cool. Person. You're yeah. you're knowledgeable. Right. Like being. You should not care about being cool anymore. <laughs> right. I was at a commercial audition once, and this great this guy must have been like sixty, and I don't know why he said this or the context. He goes. He goes. When you get old, you're not cute. You wear round shoes and loose pants. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, yeah, no one wants to see a dude in tight pants past no. a certain age. That just looks like a guy got a new wife and she took him yeah. shopping yeah. and she's super young. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with um, living the era that you're in. Like I, you know, we see it in our business. I don't know why people lie about their age. It always made me. Bananas! Yeah. Like you can Wikipedia somebody and find yeah. out exactly how old they are. Like my age is on my IMDb. Yeah, it's not, of course. <laughs> it's not. It's cares. stupid. I say Who my cares? age in a bit now, and it feels like border. It feels like liberating. <laughs> right. So I'm you're just a like, dude. I'm this age. Yeah. It's there's no shame in it, and you're not yeah. fooling anybody. I mean, most of us look our fucking age. Yeah. Okay? And it, from then on, you know why I feel certain ways. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I don't yeah. give a shit about that. Yeah. And that's that's the good thing about getting older is you give a shit about less and less, and you care about the important stuff. Yeah. It gets real narrow. For me, it's real fucking easy and narrow. It's Ellis, Tom, dogs, home. Yeah. You know. And then all the other fucking crap yeah. of whatever. I didn't do the order. It might be Tom, <laughs> Ellis. Ellis and Tom are tied. And then all, Well, also you know, you've seen home. people do the same thing. That's what's interesting now is that I'm old enough to when I, I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing over there. Yeah. You see someone, you're like, oh, you're doing that thing. I know where that's going to go. Oh, yeah. That'll oh, go yeah. there. Then you'll do this. Yeah. Whatever. 
You'll wear this shirt for a it's while. Fine. Like, oh, you're it's wearing fine. that shirt. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's so funny. And then also, too, um, like you, I celebrate successes of others, of myself, but you also kind of go like, okay, that's going to come, and that's going to go, and that's going to come, and that's going to go. And it, yeah. it all goes, and like everything moves in cycles and seasons, so I don't get as upset anymore about things that I used to. Time is super fake. Yeah. Like past a certain age, a, a it starts to just go faster for some reason, yeah. and so I don't, I don't like have benchmarks. If someone asks me, like, right. where do you see yourself at forty? Like, know. shut your butthole mouth! <laughs> like, I'm gonna listen to this crap. Like, if I your butthole mouth, I <laughs> yeah. love that. More like, than I don't, I don't. <laughs> if I had made a list of things I wanted to be by forty, I don't know if my life right now would be better than that or worse. No. But I'm super glad I would didn't make a list. Well, you know what's interesting? I just met met up with people that I hadn't seen since I was about 20 years old recently yeah. in in uh Seattle, was it? And we all ended up rad. Like it was it was great because it was yeah. we none of us have miserable jobs. Everyone ended up great. And I'm like that's good, I, but I didn't I always had an idea of who I wanted to be at 40. I don't have it exact like I will have 2.5 children in a home and right. da, 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 da. but I had a vague idea that I would be creative, that I would have a good marriage, that I would be, you know, a lover of dogs. Like, it, <laughs> but it, it wasn't, it wasn't down to the yeah. menu because you can't plan, is what no, I'm saying. No, 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 no. Because as we learned with life and death and birth and death, you control none of this. Even with birthing, they're like, what's your plan, your birth plan? I'm like, yeah, you got to be shitting me, right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to try not to die right, right. as hard as I can. <laughs> right. There's no plan. The plan is God and that baby, and you are the vessel yeah. of this existence but it's going to tear through you or it's going to get cut out of you or whatever but you have no control that's it my girl's younger than me and every once in a while she'll ask she's like well what what are you like like do you do you like for like your future what do you plan i was and i i I like giggle i'm like a plan is just it'd be a a funny little thing i wrote down (laughs) but i I didn't plan for the life i have now i just i try to respond the best i can as time goes on. But you're also listening, I think, to your inner voice that goes, yes, no, like, I like this, I don't like that. The one thing you I've know? done okay at is I I didn't say no to things out of fear that I'm, like, when I first started, I didn't have a lot of intention to be an actor, but someone was like, do you want to try this? And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, to right. me at the time, I was like, well, if it goes bad, I don't know, who gives fucking... Right, you and my no mom. I remember my mom asking me, like, "I don't know how you go and do auditions. Like, aren't you embarrassed?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> incredibly embarrassed, but I figure I'll never see any of them ever again." Yeah, and for the most part, I'm right. Now, granted, I started to get better, so I wasn't embarrassing myself all the right, time. Right, right. But it just was like I don't know. I I didn't. I had, I guess, an okay perspective on it. Well, you had no strong attachment to your success or your failure. Like, I think because you went into acting with, um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. Versus well, it seemed like, fun. I have, to, I have to succeed. If I don't succeed, I will fucking yeah. be a loser. And if I'm a loser, I will be homeless and I will die. And the stakes weren't that high. I never think in terms of success. I actually read, and I never knew how to put it into words, that, but it was. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got something to say. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say some shit. <laughs> I get deep on this shit. I love when dogs make decisions. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. I love when a dog is sitting somewhere and it just goes like, it goes, I'm going to sit over there. And then yeah. it goes and yeah. sits over there like, yeah. 
I just had to come over here. <laughs> for no yeah. fucking and she'll bark for nothing. Nothing happened right now that prompted that. Just um, letting you know. <laughs> but I was reading a thing, and it was like, I, I get um, tricked by clickbait all the time. So yeah. I was like, 10 secrets John Malkovich says for his productivity. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to look at that. <laughs> but you have to click like 30,000 arrows to see it. I hate that. What the that. fuck is Uproxx's problem? Or Answers.com or whatever the fuck it I is? I know. But he goes, I'm driven, not ambitious. Oh. And he was like, my drive is to do it well. Past that, I don't give a fuck. And I was wow. like, oh shit, that's how I am. I'd never heard someone describe it like that clearly to me. I've always just wanted to do a good job. Yes. Like I want to go in, even when I don't, like sometimes I'll go on an audition I don't want, but I don't want to tell my agents I don't want, I don't want to have the argument. So I'll just go and I figure like, ah, I'll just go and I won't get it. But one, the problem is once I get in the room, I have to do a good job. I don't want to like embarrass myself. Of course. So yeah, I like, yes. I need, that's what I care about. Like I need to either make the painting look like a certain way or make a joke as funny as I want it to be. I just Or make the crowd laugh a certain amount. Like I just want to do a good job and past that I don't really think about it at all. You don't want to think about the outcome. Well, so all of much. that to me is A, out of my control. Yeah. A lot of that shit's kind of feels fake. Yeah. It's not stuff that lasts or you can depend on. No. Whereas, like, if you learn how to do something right, then you can do it right again. You can do it over and over, and the the fruits of your labor come or they don't come. Yeah, success. It, it's it's like it's like hoping everyone doesn't die. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fame. You're like, no, no. If we do all this stuff, everything will be great. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, all your friends are gonna die. Yeah, half of them earlier than you're planning. Half, you think? I don't know. Dear God, Kevin, no. <laughs> I mean... Oh no, everyone's going to die before you're ready. Yeah. That's you're true. never ready. That's true. There's no ready for that. No. That's what I. That's why I feel sad anytime anyone dies. It's because I know many of the people around them weren't ready. Yeah. And that's so fucked. Yeah, that and, it, and addiction. On the last episode, I talked about um, characteristics adult children of alcoholics have mm-hmm. and um what the interesting thing was uh, with people that are addicted to things it, it is like living with a zombie it's it is like that person's a ghost their shell already yeah you're just waiting for the physical death because they've already checked out on you and your family yeah and the thing is the addict fucks everyone else around them it's not them they're fucking even though they are fucking them. It's you and everyone else that loves that person. Yeah. They're drowning. I mean, when I go to Al-Anon meetings, yeah. those give me tremendous perspective. Because I hear shit in those rooms where I'm like, holy God, your parents are so <laughs> fucked. Like, wow. It's like, they're, it's like they're trying to make you go mentally insane. Yeah. It's like they woke up and were like, let's make someone bipolar. Like, it's <laughs> like that was their goal. And you're just like, holy uh, God. Right. It's like all my parents were, were like a skosh distance. <laughs> like right, it right. really like right. it, it put it puts the needle back <laughs> at zero for me and I go home and I'm like, let's do the dishes. Like you know, like try, let's let's be of service here because this is not so bad. Let's let's make someone bipolar. It's so true. Yeah, like there are some there are some people out there that had kids. God. It, it's like they had kids as part of a like dastardly yeah like goal to ruin someone's yes. brain like let's yes. it like it like that movie uh like in the company of men where they're like let's ruin right. a life right. right like why did you choose to procreate not you hated each other yeah you hated your lives yeah and you despite those bad judgments you were like let's go forward with this yeah, child like hey <laughs> i'm a total garbage fire <laughs> Like I want to make someone cry tears. They'll net that. Right. I want to make someone cry for no reason in their thirties. Right. Right. 
complete for no, like out of nowhere. <laughs> I just want to sabotage any sense of self esteem this yeah. kid's ever gonna. I have. want them to be so triggered by things that make no <laughs> sense to them all the time. <laughs> For no reason, They're like what happened? Like I saw some curly fries. You're like, why? What? Why curly fries? And then they start right. to tell you, you're like, oh, because he beat you after Jack in the Box. And you're like, yeah, that's when he lit me on fire that one time. You're just like, God, why did these people? Why did these people exist? I know, but then sweet, sweet people don't have children, or you know what I mean. You're like, God, you need to have kids. I'm afraid to have kids, of course, because you know what's at stake. Because you know, yeah, but like. My the rest of everyone else in my fans family's just having kids all over the place, not worried about a goddamn thing. That's how people. That's exactly how I. They felt. all make a fourth as much money as me, and they're yes. just they're 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 flying out of them, yep. walking out of them like a yep. like a conga line. Don't care, and and they're just not, and they're like, ah, oh, you figure it out. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I had never had such a laissez-faire attitude towards anything. Uh, I always had such a grave sense of responsibility. That 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 fucking made me nuts. Do you think that's ego? You know that that no. saying in the program, "I'm a piece of shit." The world revolves around <laughs> where you're like, you think you and I have this like, no, I have to do it perfectly because the world depends on it. Like there is that. Maybe for, no, for me it is because I'm the adult child of an alcoholic. Yeah. So if we don't take care of it, the center of the feeling is if I don't take care of it, nobody else will, and I will die. I will literally yeah. fucking, <laughs> I will disappear and die because I can't trust anybody. Oh, I yeah that the the one pro, the one of the worst parts about death around you is the consequence of everything becomes death. Yeah. My dog... I think about it a lot. One of my dogs is temp- a temperamental little bitch when it comes to his food. <laughs> and today, he didn't want to fucking eat his food. Uh-oh. And that's even a new food I switched to. Uh-oh. And so in my head, I'm like, you're going to fucking die. And this is the dog that cost me 10 grand this year. Oh, my God. And it's just... It, it, it infuriates me so much because I love him so much and i'm like i'm just trying to feed you yeah i make you brown rice and then i mix it like yeah i'm just trying to take care of you dude just eat the fucking thing you're, you're a dog just eat the food please do it for me yeah and it's just it's, but because th- the consequence is death of course i'm like he's gonna die and my girlfriend's like he's definitely not going to 100 like i won't let her walk the dog mm. because my fear is this if something were to happen not even like uh something that was her fault but if something accidental would happen and, and the dogs die, oh my god! I would like judge her forever. So it's better to have a dog walker do it. And, and then, then if something happens, I can just murder that dog walker. Right. And or not freak, hate your girlfriend. Yeah. And then it doesn't affect my life with her. Right. Yeah. Um, every time Ellis has a sniffle or maybe a little raised temperature, he's dying. It's, yeah. It's baby leukemia. He's dead. I once. I hate it. On Halloween, I went to the Madrigals because there's st- where they used to live at Eagle Rock. There's like a strip that's like every house gives out candy, so all these people show up to do that strip on trick or treat. Oh, so like a thousand people show up. It's actually kind of it's fun. Yeah. But like it was my like like uh, Al's wife was like watch Louisa. So my job was to like stay close to Louisa and you know watch her go upstairs and get the candy and come back down. The tension I felt yeah. was so incredible. Yeah. I felt like I was in the Secret Service. Yeah. And and I was like, that was nerve wracking. And I go to Chris and I go, is that what it's like all the time? She goes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh god, it's a tight wire, and, and especially when they're newborns. Yeah. Tom and I didn't even know how to put Ellis in the car seat. We had to have a nurse come down and show us. Fuck. And then the, this thing can't talk. It can't. It doesn't even. It's not even human yet. It can't it's tell still, you why. Right. That's my frustration oh, with god. the pets. Is they can't. They can't talk. My dog was ill, and it oh. couldn't tell me what was wrong with it. What was wrong? 
So much. He's on so much medication. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> he has a liver problem. He's on Aww. Plavix. He takes Viagra. <laughs> it opens up the blood vessels in their lungs. He's on a thing called... Oh, he is, really is on Viagra. Yeah, he is. I thought you were joking. No, for dogs, it opens up the blood. It's good for their like blood oh. flow, some bullshit. There you go. Plavix, like an old man. Oh. <laughs> Sildenafil. So can I ask you one thing? I remember you said in our last time we we talked about grief... Is that you said that you hated it when the phone rang? Yes. Do you still have? And the reason you said that is because you were afraid it was going to be bad news. Because yeah. that is how you received the news of your father. Yeah. Had gone missing. So, yeah. do you still have that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's maybe a little less because, like, my girlfriend calls me all the time now, and Dean Del Rey. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't necessarily associate phone ringing with death. Mm-hmm. As much because I have like just numerically the probability. I used to get so few phone calls. I see. And now I will say that uh, text messages used to scare me also. But now I'm like, in an emergency, no one texts. That's That's true. Not a thing they do. That's true. So those don't bug me out as much or emails. But the phone ringing, I still get like a, I still get a jolt. Yeah. If I get two, if I get three phone calls in a row... No matter what, someone could. Be oh, right, are you saying? Like you see that it's like a multiple. Yeah, someone could call like, oh, me and be God. like, "You won a contest," and I'd be like, "Great!" If they called me again oh. and told me I won twice, I'd be mad. I'd be like, <laughs> 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 "You're like you're scaring me." So much. But I will say that you, I think this living with a girlfriend has really made you happier because you seem a lot lighter than a year I, ago. I guess I am. That's someone else said that to me too, and I don't yeah. know that I even notice it. I noticed. Or realize it, but it, but they were like, you're way happier. Way happier. Lizzie, happier. that's what Lizzie said. She's like, you see, or she told that to my girlfriend at the rap party. She's like, Kevin's so much happier. So much happier. You are, and I think it's part of being when you're alone and you're with the dogs. Yeah. And it, it's like, a, you know, it's normal. It's natural. I think you sometimes like romanticize being alone but mostly it's just because you know you're not hurting anyone yeah and you're not like fucking anything up yeah it's easier it's easier people make it sound like it's harder and i guess it can be but it's also way easier (laughs) when you have like (laughs) right yeah it's only yourself you don't have you're you can't disappoint anyone your house isn't too dirty for anyone no i'd hired a cleaning lady just so my girl could come over the first time we first started dating because it was like a woman cannot see this shit no I hope you kept her, the cleaning lady. She she has her own. Okay, good. You can't trust my cleaning people. No. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know. They steal? No, 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 no. Just that she didn't think it was clean. She has a different level of what she well, thinks I clean see. is. Yeah, yeah. Women do, generally. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, there's no one to be accountable to. It's funny because I can't remember my life before I had a kid, because before you have a kid, it, you're just the only, it's you and your dogs and your, your significant other. And like your needs. <clears throat> and your needs. And then someone else comes along, and now I don't even remember what it was like yeah. before, where I was like, what am I going to, mm, what am I going to have for brunch? What am <laughs> I going to, what am I going to sleep it's in? Like you're just like eating standing up all the time. Eat, right. Yeah. Someone else matters more more than i do and there's some um there's relief in that for me because it does take away a lot of the loneliness because i was very lonely like even when my husband would go on the road and it was just me and the dogs yeah and you're just and i can't you know i go to the comedy store but like you're even lonelier yeah i know it's like (laughs) uh, but uh but it's it's kind of a relief to have someone else to worry about and and care for yeah i mean i feel bad but it's a double edge sometimes i get scared of that too. Yeah, I do. I feel bad for 
anyone who's had to date me post the death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was not the greatest before that, but after it, it you, there's a lot of breaking through shit. Yeah. To like get to what is essentially just normal relationship behavior. Right. Is yeah, that yeah. you got to mm-hmm. break through like just to get to normalcy with me, you have to break through some stuff. <laughs> well, because I don't know if I don't know if you feel this way, but I think once you've gone through uh, and you and I both went through kind of like wacky death. Like Yeah. Your Odd father's death. death was tragic and my mother's death was tragic. Like you and I went through just fucking like what? Yeah. And I don't and when you don't meet somebody that has been through it exactly the way you have, at least I always feel like there's always a part of me that's just so other and that no one's going to understand. Yeah. Nobody's going to get that. It's going to be it's like our burden like you walk around with this thing that only you I get. I think I already felt other anyways. Yeah, so And I, then yeah. so this was just like another like, "Up, oh, you're the you're weird." <laughs> like you're weird. Someone's like, "Your father passed away." You're like, "Yeah, like how did it happen?" And you're like, well, oh. here it comes." <laughs> I'm about to get like, "Whoa. Wow, that wow." Like you just feel weird. Yeah. So That's why I like I don't like I just don't like talking about it anymore. Right. Because right, it's just, right. I don't want to do that thing. Can't go there. I, I the people can't. that need to know, know. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, I guess it is different to a certain degree. But I, I, I mentioned it to my therapist. I was like, yeah, I think I've been like ignoring it. Yeah. Because well, with like losing someone else, I was like, I, if I go there fully, I, I can't like, it's going to, it's going to, like hold me up a little right yeah yeah for whatever it is i'm trying to do where it's almost like i'll wait till the season's over yeah (laughs) like let me get finished with filming it's just it'll hold you up and it because there are real consequences of that stuff like actual practical applications of being dealing with grief or, or going through a tough time like it's not just emotional it affects your work, it affects your relationship, it affects your ability to like get normal stuff done, and, and, it, and it can have a ripple effect that sometimes I just don't want Yeah, in my life. Yeah, I agree. There are times I just like move through it quicker, Yeah, because I'm like, I can't. I, I, I just, I don't have it in me today to think about her, to mm-hmm. think about it, to think about the the thing. But then there are other days where I'll watch like a fucking episode of Glee, mm-hmm. and something <laughs> reminds me of my mom and my story, and just... I'll cry and then it'll pass through me and then I'll go on with my day, you know? Yeah. I think like a quick, I think I still have like those like quick, I'll have a, I'll have a car weeping every once in a while. Just yeah. like a quickie. <laughs> just like a real, just like a quick one in the car in the parking lot. <laughs> the parking lot at Sony is, is it's really dark. Right. You can just, right. you can have a quick one and you're just like, you're just like, but it's, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> you just like yeah. get it out and then it's, I don't know, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It helps. But I think that's what happens with grief is that when it, when something first happens, it's like this colossal overwhelming. You spend the first couple months in denial and then yeah. you making fuck. too many jokes. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> and then and then, you know, you go through the stages and then I don't know, but I do find that it just comes now in spurts or like I'll just be sitting doing nothing and like a wave of it will just come over me. Like I, I won't even be thinking about my mom, but then there's like a black spot in my brain that emotionally just whoosh, it like passes over and then yeah. I get dark and I'm all, Oh, that's probably my mom. It's Something weird. It, it, you rem- <clears throat> I mean, I probably, it probably comes to mind in somewhere or another, like once a minute, 
I don't know. Oh, your you, the memory yeah, of your something. father. Yeah, just because it's weird. You mean you think of him that frequently? Yeah, probably. Wow. Or and my friend Brett, like all the time. It's fresh though. That that, that one's fresh. fresh, and that's probably why your dad. Yeah, that that yeah. one. Like I like I can I miss Brett in a way that feels more active now currently. Yeah. You know, because it's it's just like newer, well, and like things I do because we used to work together. So when I'm working for other people, I'm just like, eh. I don't get to like show, like eh, the fact that I don't get to like show it to him to know it's done versus showing it to like a different art director. It's not to, like the same. Yeah. Cause like he was cooler. I right. like better taste. Right. <laughs> like he just said like was cooler. So like, I'm like, yeah, this guy gets it, but like not, not in the same way. Yeah. Like, you know, you, we had like a shorthand. So like, it's just, so times like that. But then also one of his, best friends who was they were basically like siblings she'll every once in a while be like i really miss him and she's like what do you do and i was like i draw a lot mm-hmm. feels like he's kind of there because i oddly like use his i try to use his standards in my head as my standards for mm-hmm. when i'm working so i'm like that would not be rad enough he would make me do that again mm-hmm. so it's like so in a weird way it's like that's the way i like hang out with him Right, you, yeah, you're reminded of him through. Yeah, doing in the same something. way, I'm reminded of my dad if I'm in like the forest, right? Because he liked the forest, or like when I play tennis with Kirk Fox. I used to play tennis. With oh, my dad. I love that guy. Yeah, so I kind of play Aww. tennis. We play, and then we play in Griffith Park, which is in the forest. It feels just like calm and kind of nice, and just yeah. like mellow like that. That's that's interesting. So you you take the the me- the positive memories, the 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 light things about him, and. It's like a way to and hang out with them. It. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's what the weird thing is, is a, a person like stops existing on the earthly plane. Mm-hmm. That's what's like just weird. I know. Like you and me, we're whole people with lives. Yeah. And we've had amazing conversations. And then one day <clears throat> you'll just be in an urn. Yeah. Or you're in just the not, you're fully not there anymore. And that's gone. the part that's weird. Yeah. And so there's just this thing that was there that then is not. You're like, well, I can't. I literally can't hang out with Brett or my dad. So weird. So what do I do? It's like you had a routine. So uh, yeah, you got to find a new routine. Oh my god. That's what's the most annoying part of life is. It doesn't necessarily routine. get er- easier. You just have to find all these new routines. I know. You're like know. this sugar-free one's as good as a sugar <laughs> one. No, it's not. It's just different. <laughs> I know. I dread. I just thought about Tom dying. Oh my god! Like what? Oh, man, we've been together for so long. It's just gonna wreck me. Yeah, that'll god be a tough one. Damn it! All of them are. I mean, god damn well, it. As you get older, you don't you don't really hang out with people that don't matter to you anymore. No. So all the deaths are gonna be fuck off gnarly. <laughs> 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 but at the same time, I don't know if you experience this. But going through stuff like that, there's something not appealing about it, but it's so real. There's something appealing about how it gets rid of all the shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it like it, it focuses your perception and mm-hmm. your experiences and what you care about so acutely that there's something really amazing about it to where whatever it was you were talking about with the person, when you find something like that, like bullshit you were talking about is erased in a way that's so efficient. You're like, yeah. well, what the fuck? who gives a fuck about that right now? <laughs> and the thing is, it's because you shouldn't have given a fuck about it in the first place. Yeah. And that's what's am- amazing about it. I'd say, I got my therapist to kind of admit that too. She's like, yeah, it's so real. Yeah. That you kind of, I think that's why 
some people who've been through stuff, we all, when we see other people going through it, we're almost like drawn to them because A, we know how to help. Yeah. We can like get in there and we're not afraid of it. I, and that's the key is not being afraid yeah. of the eye we'll of the We'll go storm. stand in the grief. Yeah. Whereas it's very terrifying to a lot of people when they see someone in extreme grief. Whereas oh, like yeah. people that have gone through it, we just know to like, you just go stand there. Mm-hmm. You go stand there and then the, if the person needs you, they'll just basically fall onto you. Yeah. And then you'll try to feed them if they'll eat right. or whatever. Or you just hold them while they cry. But you don't, you know, just to go there. Like, yeah. we go to the hospital. <laughs> right. We're like, what room? We'll, right. I'll go. We'll go. Whereas a lot of people maybe can't. And I don't really blame them necessarily. I understand. It's their yeah. thing. It's hard. No, I've always said that the one benefit of having had a wacky upbringing is that I'm really good in crisis. Yeah. I'm really good when the shit hits the fan. Uh, I don't panic. If something's on fire, like I know, I know how to fucking deal with this. I yeah. get through it like a marine. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's the good part. But it's just like, <laughs> but the the inverse of that is like, I can't go on vacation. <laughs> no, there, but there's no such yeah. thing. Someone's like, this is fun, right? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I can't relax. Right. You know what? I, everyone I know, including my girlfriend, if they see me like, uh, okay, I bought a, a dicky shirt online the other day. And they gave me a free hat. Oh. <laughs> and it's, I, I really like this hat. Like, I was like, this hat. Like, I put it on, I was like, oh, shit, I really like this hat. <laughs> and so I've been wearing it, you know? Oh. What I mean? And I, like, I wore it yesterday and I didn't really need to. And she and my was like, she's like, look at you enjoying your new weird hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I literally, like, I was like, no, I, it's, it's, I put it, I put it, like, I got defensive because, like, right. I don't want to, it's weird for me to acknowledge that I like something. Or that it's giving you pleasure joy. and joy. Because A, yes. I'm like, I don't deserve this joy. Uh, of course not, because you're supposed to be serious all the time because all life is very serious and heavy. And <laughs> things can go yeah. bad any minute because things yeah. have gone bad. Yeah, exactly. And it can happen any time and you're aware. And that's the scary part of living is that you go, oh my God, things can go yeah. really fucking but bad. But what I should do is like, like make a funny face be like, yeah, it's my new fancy hat. Right. <laughs> I was so stoked to get a free Dickies hat that's camouflage because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Right. But but then isn't the converse of that, of knowing the gravity of everything and being able to be like, fuck it, I love this hat. I don't care. Today's well, the day I'm going to love I, this hat. I, my whole life, I love the small things. Yeah, it's me all too. I have. To me, and I feel like I'm very lucky to love the small things. Yes. It's the, they're the best. I know. Stickers. I know. I love Fucking stickers and glitter. I love anything shiny. Glitter. Shit. Yep. Glitter's great. Stick. I buy stickers all the time. Yeah. I, I have the dopest sticker collection, you guys. Like, don't <laughs> fuck with it. Like, you wish you could fuck with it. Okay. My sticker collection is dope. All right. I own several sweet ass hats. <laughs> <laughs> I have a respectable collection of skateboard decks. Like, it's that because those I've I've honed in on what makes me happy. Yeah. Like in a pinch, when I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really bad. I'm like. You live near the Norton Simon. Go to the Norton Simon Museum. There's a Rubens painting of a pope that is a banger because there's a crazy silk thing he's wearing and he fucking nailed the thing. And you look at it and you're like, that thing is dope. And like, I, it's 12 bucks and I can go there and it like brings me back to zero. Or like, look at my stickers or like a book on skate or like the little things are what really playing tennis. Yeah. Tiny stuff like that. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't. The big things to me are like, what the fuck is that at stuff even? Yeah, the big stuff is cool to get, and then you're like, 
okay, what's next? Like it's almost if it doesn't ring with you. Most of the big things that if if you looked at my life from an outsider perspective, you'd be like, okay, I see like four big things you've right, had. Right. They weren't. They didn't do what you think they were going to do. No. Not even. No. They weren't like disappointing necessarily, but I didn't get the feeling I thought I was going to get. No. So. I know, isn't but stickers that crazy? never fail. Stickers are great, and I love sneakers? flowers and sneakers. Yeah, flowers are great. Flowers are. I was at the park yesterday with the kid and the husband, and there's this rose. They had this rose area of like ten or twelve different rose bushes with different colors, and you're like, "How is this possible? Most They're of, so beautiful." I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I feel like, especially abstract painting, is just human artists trying to compete with nature or right. trying to trying to create their own nature out of envy mm. of what nature does because that's what you get if a really 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 good abstract piece of art if you stand close enough to it it's similar to that feeling you get when you're like in the middle of the forest mm-hmm. and you're like shit nature is a banger it's fucking crazy like right? if you go to like northern california those like giant redwoods you're like I love it. dang this is serious. Right. And you kind of feel the whole thing. You feel the weird like Disney circle of life. Yeah. It's that you can sometimes do that with art. It's, it's very rare. Yeah. But I think that's what humans are trying to do with music and with art and with comedy, with all things artistic. Right. Is they're trying to create, they're trying to recreate the feeling you get from natural occurrences to a certain degree right i think they call it the sublime kant said where's it kant <laughs> he's got uh, a tough one yeah kh yeah it's uh it's the sublime it's the the touching the elusive it's touching that whatever yeah a, a ethereal existence you never do it on purpose no you it's my I had an acting coach that was like you hit the tuning fork and usually it's on accident you kind of put yourself in the right area to do it, and then it happens. And usually afterwards, you didn't know you did it, but someone's like, whoa. Right. Yeah, that's what happens with performing. Yeah. <clears throat> the less you think about it and you just do, it's like something works through you and the words come perfectly. Yeah. And you're not thinking about your ego. You're not thinking about how how funny I'm being or what's happening, right? Yeah. It's like you ever had those nights where the words just come through you. It's yeah. not even you. It's spooky. And the, yeah, the you're timing like, of it, you're the like, fuck did I do that? You're two jokes ahead of yourself, right? And right, you're just right. like, I. And you know what's happening. You're like, I'm going because you're like, oh, I have a joke coming after this. Right. I'm gonna fuck you people up, Irvine. Yeah. Like you don't have any. <laughs> right. Like oh my god, I'm gonna continue crushing. Like you know it, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, or you know what to say, this whatever ad lib with the audience. So that's gonna yeah. fucking oh wow. But yeah, oh, I haven't. Wow. But those mo- I had no sense that that was gonna be that night. No, you don't know Ever. when it's gonna come. Ever. Sometimes it's the nights you feel the worst. You feel. On Saturday, horrible. I had a good set, and Kirk was after me or two after me. He was like, "That was really good." I was like, "I felt awful the whole time." <laughs> right. Because they were like a little cagey, right? So I felt like kind of fighty the whole time. I hate that. Like I want, like I was worried I was going to have to get into it with someone, so I felt uncomfortable the whole time, but managed to still do okay. Yeah, I was like I didn't like it. That's great that they did. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the, oh, grief gives you a really weird perspective that's sometimes useful, 
But also you're sometimes the bummer in the room. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what it's good for. And I think this is what the Buddhists believe too, is that it, meditation and the practice of Buddhism, whatever, prepares you for death. The quieting of the mind as you practice meditation, prayer, all that stuff, you're practicing for your own death. And so I think the more you become at peace with the idea of death and the feelings and like you're keenly, I mean, look, dude, we're no different than the other animals that eat other animals in the forest and nature. Yeah. Like we're just, we just have consciousness. That's the shitty part. I don't remember who I said this to the other day, but I was like, most of life, it was not supposed to be like this at all. Like it's just running around yelling at machines all day and like right. having machines yell back at you and all it. This is not. This is not what it was. This is not how it was supposed to be. No. It's an experiment gone a pinch wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, it's weird. The only my girl, I think my girlfriend asked me if I was okay with death, and I was like, "Yeah, I've accepted it a long time ago. That it will be this." And I didn't mean like I was like I'll be kind of relieved, not like bring it, but I'll be like, "Oh, it's like it's happening now. <laughs> all the stuff that I right. worry about will be done." Yeah. Yeah. And everyone will be fine. Some people will be sad, but it'll all be done. Like all this kind of stuff, all mm-hmm. the worry of whatever, it'll that'll end. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff that we kind of like spin our wheels about will end. I find that really appealing. Oh, so crazy. Do you, are you a John Lennon fan by any chance? Yeah. Okay, so I got really obsessed with I didn't with like him. his band. <laughs> <laughs> those losers um i became really intrigued by the last five years of his life with yoko ono Uh and john had a horrible mommy like i did right mommy issues right uh dad's gone like just shitty childhood raised by grandmother i believe okay and he meets yoko ono the hated yoko who really kind of is a pos if you look at her interviews but (laughs) they have sean didn't she okay didn't she buy nikki glazer's groceries groceries one time did she I don't know if it's Nikki Glaser or another comic, but I know it's a female comedian wow. who in New York was in line at the grocery store and the checker and them kind of knew each other because she goes there all the time. And she goes, how's comedy going? She goes, oh, it's okay. You know, it's, I'm getting a lot. I, I get up playing, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard to like, it's just tough to make money at. And Yoko Ono's like, sw- just like took out her card and was like, I got your groceries. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just like fully was like, now keep I like it up. her. I know. God damn it. Now I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> also, Consider the level of hate that Yoko's had to digest oh in her my life. God, I know you ruined the greatest band of all time, which I she know. totally didn't. She didn't, but she's well. We'll get into this later. This is Keeping a whole all the money discussion. from Julian seems a little sketch. Did she do that? Well, that's what his complaint is that like uh, uh, Sean and her get like it's like eighty. They get like eighty percent of it, and Julian gets basic, very little in comparison because wow. he's from the first marriage, right? And she managed uh, his estate. That's yeah. what she was doing full time. When yeah. he so the last five years of his life, he basically is a house husband. That's yeah. what he does, and he stops. He makes music a little here and there, but his existence is centered around the wife and the baby. Yeah, and for him, I believe it was a really healing experience mm-hmm. to kind of have a child that he cared. I mean, Julian he had when he was really young, so he didn't yeah. take care of that. He was off becoming a beetle. Becoming a beetle, yeah. But I think his experience with Yoko and the son and becoming a family really healed him. And it's kind of like, there's this last interview that I listened to, if you Google it, it's like John Lennon's last interview. And he sounded so at peace. Like he had found, he had found a, a reason, a real purpose after the Beatles, and he yeah. was really content. And then he gets killed. It was yeah. like, and then he gets fucking murdered by the douchebag. But 
but it was almost as if it was kind of weird. Like he had come around and he had do you finished kind it, of you know? buy? So they said similar stuff about my dad. Really, they were like he had, he was like my stepmom said something to the effect she was like you know he'd only recently started to seem like an old man. Mm. She was like. He, he'd be like, yeah, when I drive, like, people honk at me, <laughs> like, Aww. on the freeway. Like, I think he was driving a little too slow. And it, it was like, she was like, you know, maybe he was done with the world. Not, like, in a cynical right. way. Right, But even, like, me and my girl were talking about that skater, and, and it was like, yeah, he was only 28. But in that short time, he did live a, bu- a pretty beautiful life. Right. And what everyone's, because I've been looking at a lot of what everyone's saying about him, they're like, he was such a beautiful guy, beautiful soul, such a sweetheart. He would. He was. It was never like, "Hey man, what's up?" He was like, "Hey man, how are you? Like, how's your family?" And by the way, that's not a way skaters talk, right? That he was just this beautiful person, and maybe I don't know. Same thing with Brett. It was like he'd done a lot in his life. He touched a lot of people. Like his memorial was his. We had we had like an art show of like all his career's work. It was fucking packed with like all these amazing people. Kind of like some legit, like famous people who were just there because they were like, this dude was the shit. And it was like he packed, you could make the case that he packed a life's worth of of living into the time. You wish it could have kept going. Right. But in a weird way, I mean, the thing Brett did for a living and the thing I used to kind of do for a living is disappeared. You know, he was, remember once he was like, you know what sucks? We're super good at this and no one cares. What was it? Just, just being a graphic designer and right. illustration. Like, it's just not a thing people pay for anymore. Yeah. So the quality's gone down and it's hard to get people to care. And it sucks because there's like, like, remember good music videos? Oh, yeah. Like, there used to be all this amazing stuff being made and now it's just not really a thing anymore. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. It sucks. I miss that whole experience. Yeah. It was like, so I don't know, maybe someone just is sort of done. I mean, I feel kind of at peace with life a lot of the time where i'm just like things will be all right it's weird i have an underlying sense that things will be all right and i that i know i got from my mom because she used to say it all the time she was religious or she is religious so that was her notion of she's like oh i just pray and it'll end up okay but so i have i have that as an odd sense where i'm like it may not be what we hope it is or what i want but it will be okay. Like, I, I was a waiter once. If I had to, I'd be one again. Right. And, like, I'd sell my house and be okay. Like, it's a figure. It could figure it out. It may not be, like, the, the, the vision board version of your life. Right. <laughs> Whatever that fucking is. But, like, I feel kind of mellow about things. I try not to get yeah. worked up about bullshit. Well, you're so afraid of losing what you have that, Yeah. That's true because I've I've been everything. I've been poor. I've had money. I've been yeah. I've done it all. And yeah, you, you just figure it out. Me too. I've had I, I I've had to where I was in college and I had enough money every day to f- afford a plate of rice and beans in the cafeteria. <laughs> right. I was happy as shit. Right. Then I've had at some points lots of money and then I've lost all that money. Right. And then slowly gotten like a little bit back, but then like losses again. Like it's just all you kind of you kind of find the middle. Yeah. Maybe it's just like it becomes like a, a numbers game where you're like, that, if that happened three times, it'll happen a fourth. Yeah, and it, it does. It all kind of ebbs and flows. It yeah. cycles. And but I think like in Eastern thought, the idea of, is that you burn off your karma, right? Like you do kind of become okay with death, meaning like life will suffering 
does refine you. It does refine your being to where you do narrow it down to like, here's really what matters. Here. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. What am I worried about again when it's just these things? Uh, there's a... Have you read this book, The Untethered Soul? Uh, the Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, I believe. And yeah. yes, it's been featured on that, Steve, bro. Um, it was just recommended to me. So good. And isn't there a notion God, I love that. about uh, how if you like went someplace else, all you would have is like the essentials of what you are as a person? If no one knew anything about you, like if I went to a place where they didn't know anything about me, I would have like the four things about me that I'm relatively smart Mm -hmm. i am not a sociopath (laughs) like i i'm willing to help people and stuff i'm sort of funny and i can draw Mm -hmm. like that would be who i am to that that would be all i am to everybody and that's basically like and everything else is this weird thing you've created to torture yourself (laughs) to kind of like everything else is like sort of false this, because that's not what you essentially are. What you essentially are is what you'd be you'd be to people that don't know all the other shit. Yeah, like that's I've been thinking about that lately. Like, oh, like that's why I boil it down to like, what do you like? Like, it's like you like skateboard stickers. Mm-hmm. You like skateboard decks. That hat looks appealing. <laughs> like it's that <laughs> right. Simple. It's only it's hard. It's just hard to like. It's hard to explain that. To like a person you're dating, uh, yeah. Because it it does feel like I wonder if it it must be kind of a bummer to just be like nothing. None of this really matters like, all the time. <laughs> like no matter what, like where do you want to eat? But like, does that really even like who cares? Right. See, but here's the thing: because I'm that person, and then my husband, if I did express that all the time, would probably want to murder me. He's like, we have to pick a stroller. Right. 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 Like, I what get does it, it matter ultimately? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a lot, kind right, of a lot. <laughs> right. But the thing is, is I've learned to say that thing of what is it fucking who cares and then simultaneously go well because it doesn't matter now i am free to really enjoy this moment yeah because it doesn't matter life can be way more enjoyable than i'm allowing it to be right now and fuck it okay let's let go and enjoy this time let's enjoy this dinner and not fucking dwell on i think it allow it allows me a little to actually sort of begin a little to ask for what i want Mm. because i realize it doesn't matter so i don't automatically go we'll just get whatever you you get whatever you learn that too is that what's the harm in asking or demanding rather what you want yeah because uh fuck it who cares this is my life and i want this and suck it when some if if someone's like where do you want to eat and you go chilies you're like (laughs) we're not going to chilies (laughs) like okay but we almost did. Like, you're right. kind of like, what if they would have said yes? But like, okay, now that I know you want garbage, right. let's find like a, no disrespect to Chili's, by the way. I'm doing a damn fine business over there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's, let's find, okay, so that you want to have fun is basically what you're saying. Yeah. So let's find a fun version of something that won't like torture your 40-year-old body. Yeah. Yeah, there's this belief in like the self-help movement. I'm not sure. I don't, I never understood it fully, but... They're always like, well, what do you want? And if you're like, I want to be Tom Cruise. I want to be the most famous person alive. And they go, well, no, no, no. What is it that you really want under that? Do you want the feeling of importance? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I want to feel important. Well, what else can you do that makes you feel important? Well, I guess I could go volunteer down at the animal shelter. Yeah. And then you get the feeling of that thing and that would serve. But to me, that always kind of res like, that's (laughs) kind of bullshit because I still want that other thing. 
Like I don't know, yes, man. and I want the other thing. Steve Simone, who's constantly oh God, helping people twenty four seven. I love him. He helped me help a couple kids that oh, are in a bad situation because one of them, these two brothers, one of them has terrible, terrible spinal bifida. <laughs> like little dudes, the cool, like from the waist up, you wouldn't know there's anything different about this kid. But he's, they had to take, I think, take one of his legs off. And so his parents' oh, lives man. are consumed wholly by trying to take care of the brother. Mm. And it's made it incredibly hard on them, obviously. But he's like, the other brother loves skateboarding. I was like, oh, mm. this I can fucking handle. Right. Like, oh, uh, well, let me, please. Like, I was like, dude, skateboarding, I can get anything. I, like, <laughs> I can get free decks. And then I know my friend has a skate shop. Like, I, so, like, he basically helped me. Just basically go over there and like like lace these kids up with a bunch of stuff that like they think is cool, which cost me a, a very reasonable amount of money right. and not that much effort. And man, I felt fucking I wouldn't say great afterwards. I wasn't like you did a great thing, but to say I felt so even, mm-hmm. like I felt so like like I was at zero. Yeah, whatever bad whatever was bad went away, and I was just like that worked. Yeah. Like that worked. That's the crazy part is that you learn as you age and mature or whatever. It's all about, it's not what you get. And I know it sounds corny. That's like the Beatles lyric yeah. in the end. It's the love you make equal, right? To the yeah, love you take. Love Some shit like that. The point is, <laughs> uh, is that you do learn that in the process of giving to others and le- and helping other people with the shit that maybe fucked you up. Like this show, I, fu- I love it when I meet people who have like, oh, I emailed you this thing. I mean, I just met a guy. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I'm talking about it. Um, oh, my God, I'm crying. We met we met in uh, in Dallas face-to-face, and we'd email each other back and forth, and I read his email on the show, and we just wept. Like, we hugged each other and cried. Yeah. And that's the power of, like, the internet. Besides jerking off to porn, you can actually <laughs> make a living in other people's lives yeah. and, like, share your story. And Emotional shorthand people. with people is incredible. Yeah. Where you're like, you get this, I get this. And we're, that's what I, I mean, some of the greatest moments in, uh, like, going to those Al-Anon meetings is when you talk to someone else in the program, you don't chat. You're like, there's no, <laughs> there's no small talk in that room. Well, I mean, it it feels like the pace of it feels like small talk, right. but you're hearing incredibly personal stuff right away, and you're just like, oh yeah, totally, and you're just like, you're in it right away. I gotta go, but like, oh, it's amazing. I but like go. I said, like what you were saying about it is, I mean, the last thing of the, of the twelve steps for AA or Alan or any of those programs is it's like having had a spiritual awakening, you can go be service to others. Yeah. The point of the 12 steps, and I think the point of self-help and the point of therapy and the point of all this shit and the point of uh, dealing with grief isn't just this constant looking at yourself and trying to figure yourself out like you're this super special gold-plated Rubik's Cube. It's getting your shit together so that then you can go out and maybe be the cliff notes to someone else's going through the same thing. Damn, dude, that's what's up. That's I mean, deep, bro. That's it. That's the whole point. You just fucking nailed it. I mean, when I was right. young, that was the best part about like an art lesson. Was right. When I was young, is my art teacher would be like, "Oh, you want to make him look mad? I'll put this line like in this shape," and I'd be like, "Oh, fuck!" Right. Where I didn't know that, and it would have taken me months <laughs> right. to figure it out. He's like, "Oh, you you make it look like this," and I was like, "Dude." Yeah. And then when I I used to, then I started to teach at the same place. Like there was nothing better than showing a fourteen year old kid 
how to draw like the vein on Wolverine's <laughs> bicep to make it look fucking sweet. I'd be like, no, you only draw one side and that acts as a shadow. And they'd be like, oh, right. They'd be so fired up because then they'd be like, dude, I just now his arms look super sweet. Right. I'm like, yeah, dude, they look killer. <laughs> now, now you just put this line above his eyebrow. It makes him look real mad. They're like, oh, shit. oh. I'm like, yeah, do it look super sweet now? I'm like, yeah, it does. Right. It's that shortcut. It's giving yes. people that. That's the best thing. That's it. Dude, have you by any chance watched the Tony Robbins documentary? I'm not your guru on Netflix. No. Bro, you got it. You know what's funny it. though? The AT T girls in the background of one shot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's in she's in a shot. Hilarious. Crying. Hila- oh yeah. Well, yeah. It's Tony Robbins. Yeah. But um what I loved about him is he talks about his story, and his story is horrendous. Of course, his childhood was a garbage yeah, dump. And um and he just starts crying and he's like, I just want to help other people suffer. I don't want to see other people suffer the way I did. I want yeah. to alleviate their yeah. suffering. And you're like, dude, that's that's all. Like you said, that is the point of all. I don't want anyone to go through anything I've gone through. Right. Or if, when they are to assist a loving support. I told, parent. I knew someone and, and her mom had just died and she was making jokes because she's funny. And I was like, yo, I was like, do you mean? A favor, don't ignore it. I go, yeah. start earlier than I did. Right. Don't wait. <laughs> right. I go, go to therapy like tomorrow. tomorrow. I go, I know you don't want to, yeah. but trust me, don't, it's not nothing. She's like, ah, I mean, you know, and I was like, no, no, I know. It's big. I fully know what you're doing, yeah. but it's, don't treat it like it's nothing. Otherwise, you're just, it'll be years. Years. And and also years of sabotaging your own existence, your, sabotaging your relationships, your relationship. everything. Forget it. I yeah. tell everybody on the show that emails me, or number one, get into therapy. Number yeah. one, get into therapy. Go at Al-Anon. If go you to your can't fucking afford groups. therapy, go to a 12-step group. Yeah, dude, because it's not just, I find that the 12 steps, you can 12-step anything, right? Yeah. It's not just about yeah. addiction. No. I think it's kind of like everyone has these problems in They some say way, a great thing form. in the meetings. They're like, hey, do, one, they, they go, one of the meetings, they go, do you have problems with life? You're in the right place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, I do, yeah. I yeah. do, I do, I do. <laughs> but yeah, that's free. You can go to group therapy, like yeah. where it's that's cheaper. That's fun the too. Therapy is like very expensive. But yeah, go to you'll find a lot. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there looking to help. Because then I think you get kind of addicted to helping. Because you're oh, like, uh oh, this feels good. I gotta go to Al-Anon, man. Or uh, I used to go to group therapy in high school. Al-Anon's that was bullshit. Dope. Yeah, I got to go. I well, gotta Al-Anon's go. dope because you'll hear people say your exact story. And you're like, oh, I'm not an alien. I'm yeah, not you're alone. like, I'm not an alien. That's what the first six months for me was me being, oh, my God, I'm not an alien. <laughs> oh, my God, you yeah. you don't want anyone to touch you, too? <laughs> for real? Like, that guy, I'm like, you look, you're even dressed like me. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're not an alien. You feel so safe in there. Well, and the thing, too, uh, again, doing this show, is that I found that because that was my thing. I'm an alien. There's nobody out there that dealt with this shit. The amount of people who come up to me, who email, hey man, I've had the same shit growing up and yeah. this happened and this, yes, yes, yes. Just, just to, for the, all the aliens to come together and I think there's more of us than there are of them. The normal, Probably. quote, normal, quote, whatever. I don't whatever. fucking know anybody uh, with normal life. I know a few. Super absurd. Who the hell are But they? you know what I mean. Not tragic yeah. death yeah, 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 shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though That's what I can say. Look, if you don't have a tragic, <laughs> horrendous, <laughs> it's normal. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Uh, I got to wrap it up because I lose my nanny here in a, in a little bit. But uh, I thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Christy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin G. Christy. Also on Instagram, the same name. What's the G? 
Gordon, my middle name. Oh, the Gordon. Yeah. Very rare. Is it? There's Gordon Shumway. Do you know who that is? That's Alf. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> There's B-roll of Alf using the N-word that's very upsetting. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, like in between takes, he was being an asshole. Like the guy really? who was the, I think the guy who was the voice was a bit of a drunk. Oh, was he a, a little person too? No, he was just like a puppeteer dude, like off camera. Oh. And they have they found B roll of him dropping end bombs on the set of <laughs> Alf, and it's a real bummer. I think he got <laughs> fired because he went on the radio and was like, oh. when he shouldn't have, and was like, "I'm the voice of Alf," and was like, "Uh oh!" Like he had a that was part of his contract. Oh, to be anonymous. Yeah, he couldn't say anything. The cartoon was so a good. Piece of shit. I remember that cartoon. I liked it. I like that. Lived on, they were on Melmac. Melmac, yeah. And he loved cats. <laughs> Eating he cats. would eat cats. Yeah. yeah eat cats. That was such a good show. It was. Think about the reality of getting that fucking show on the air. Oh, in the 80s, it was possible. No. <sighs> now it's like, no. No, no creativity whatsoever. Uh, no, it's, um, about, it's about some people and they're in their 30s. They're just trying to <laughs> figure it out. They all live in a loft for some fucking reason. <laughs> Except for Masters of Sex, which is a very interesting and thought-provoking it's a very good show. show. Uh, it's so, about all right. science and butts. And butt-fucking. And <laughs> we're going to see your butt soon. You can see my butt. Oh, my God. I can't believe they are, they so are, Most people already saw it. It was awful. Oh, okay. It was awful. Well, I love Lester. So. Uh, sweet, sweet Lester. Well, thank you. And do you have any last thoughts for the bros out there who appreciate you so much for coming back? Um... I honestly go like go talk to trees, man. They're telling the truth. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but like yeah. when I, go go listen to the forest. Yeah, I like the, the forest. The forest tells the truth. Yeah. No calories in the forest. No and no Lacroix. Lacroix. No, there's none of that shit. That shit. Yeah. Listen <laughs> to your butt. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's deep, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.